Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Ball Blast podcast. I am your host, Kate. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as I am every Tuesday, I am joined by our fantastic injury expert, Matthew Betts, who we are so lucky to have on our staff to get us through the fantasy football playoffs. How's it going, Betts? Kate, I'm doing well. Hopefully you are as well. It's uh, it's exciting times, right? Like the Eagles finally won. It's the fantasy playoffs. Um, Christmas <laughs> is right around the corner. Like it's, it's a great time of year. So I'm excited. Hopefully our listeners made it through to the semis and uh, are looking forward to bringing home that title this year. So very excited to break down the injuries here heading into week 15 with you today. Absolutely. And you know what? This is like the most critical time to pay attention to injuries because you need to know who is not going to give you 100% of their weekly efforts, who is going to maybe miss snaps, who's going to miss the week. We have to have everything planned accordingly. Anything else before we we dive right in? Everybody be sure to check out ballblastfootball.com. Betsy, you do the the injury update um, tracker over there. Keeps it keeps it nice, keeps it smooth, keeps it so you have a record of information uh, affecting your fantasy football leagues. Anything else you got for me before we dive in? I think one thing to consider for listeners this time of year is that you'll often see a lot of players getting put on injured reserve because either the team's season is over, like they're mathematically out of the playoffs, uh, or the injury is severe enough that it's, you know, it's a two to three to four week absence. And at this point in the season with not that many weeks left, teams kind of often default to putting players on IR where they maybe wouldn't if it was earlier in the season so that they can open up a roster spot for other players on their team. So look out for that. We expect to see that a lot this week. And we're going to talk about a couple guys that I think could end on season ending IR heading into week 15. All right, let's dive in. Let's talk about some quarterbacks first. Matthew Stafford, uh, diagnosed with a rib cartilage injury, noted to be week to week. He took a very hard hit uh, last week, and now his status is in doubt for uh, week 15. Is there any potential that uh, we don't see him again this season? I think that's probably unlikely. I think we see him at some point, but... Um, for this week specifically, it's hard to say because, like you said, that rib injury for Stafford, he took a huge hit at the end of the game when he was kind of running towards the goal line. And for Stafford to come out of, out of a game, he typically doesn't do that unless he absolutely has to, right? You've seen him play through injury in the past. This season, it's been a finger injury. He's also played through broken bones in his back before. So he's a tough guy. But man, these rib cartilage injuries are extremely painful to try to play through. I would not be shocked to see him sit this week against Tennessee, uh, leaving Chase Daniel potentially to start. But if he does play this week, I mean, there's no way he's 100%. He's going to be in pain. Probably wear extra um, padding or a flak jacket around his ribs to kind of protect the area. But no doubt about it, going to be in, in pain and at a far less than 100% this week. All right. How about Alex Smith? Uh, everybody held their breath last week as we saw him leave the game. Uh, had uh, It was sort of grabbing at his leg. Uh, which did have the season-ending injury and potentially life-threatening injury. Uh, What's going on with that leg? Should we be concerned that something more serious is going on, given his history? 
By all accounts, this is relatively minor from all the reports that you read. And I do believe it is. He's dealing with a really mild calf strain. Um, but even a mild injury for a player who hasn't had the history of injuries in that leg that Alex Smith has is unlikely to be 100% by, by one week after the injury. So if Alex Smith plays, I mean, he's already a guy whose mobility in the pocket has been compromised because of, like you said, his previous life-threatening infection in that leg. And now we're adding this on top of it. I mean, he essentially is going to be a statue in the pocket if he plays this Sunday. So that's a factor for sure. But then on top of that, you know, there is optimism and you're going to hear reports like, oh, the x-rays were negative on Alex Smith's leg. But that doesn't tell us anything about this calf injury, right? He'll need an MRI to further evaluate the severity. But all things to say, like you look at a player who has had the history of injuries to that specific spot of his body, right? That lower leg where he had to have a muscle graft, almost lost his leg, almost lost his life, like huge, huge um, consideration. His recovery timeline is not going to be the same as yours or I or mine would be. Um, for this type of scenario. So despite the optimism, I'm not sure Alex Smith plays. I think we might see Dwayne Haskins under center this week. And if he did play, good, 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 goodness gracious. Uh, J.D. McKissick, uh, RB1 in PPR. Uh, he might be the first RB1 in PPR leagues with like seven rushing yards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Ulnar nerve contusion. Labeled week to week. What does that even mean? Should we be concerned for week 15? So basically, the ulnar nerve is a nerve that sits right behind the inside of your elbow. The common thing that we think about is, oh, like I hit my funny bone. That's kind of what this is. It's very superficial to the skin. You can actually hit it directly if you just kind of hit it, you know, um, your elbow directly on something. For Deshaun Watson, he hit his elbow in that spot on a defender's helmet. And you can see him on the sideline, like shaking his hand to try to get the feeling back in his hand. And that's because when you have that funny bone type of injury or you hit that ulnar nerve, it causes referred numbness, tingling into your hand. It also can affect your grip strength if it's severe enough. And while right now we don't know kind of how this is going to play out throughout the week, I just want to put this on everyone's radar that, you know, even a very mild nerve issue can take longer than a week to heal. It's one of the slowest healing tissues that we have in the human body. And I'm not saying this is a, a severe injury. I'm not saying this is going to keep him out. I'm not saying he could even be affected at all. I just think we need to monitor what happens because we all thought last year, everything was fine with Marcus Mariota, if you recall, early in the season. And it turned out he dealt with that nerve issue, which was the same nerve for almost a month. So I'm not saying that's the case. I'm not saying it's going to be worse than that or definitely better. I'm just saying right now we don't know and we need to see what happens throughout the week. But definitely something to monitor uh, for Deshaun Watson and definitely the Texans offense as the week goes on. That uh, that contusion of the ulnar nerve, uh, was that in his throwing arm? It was indeed. Of course it was. Always of is. Course. 2020, man. <laughs> oh, my God. 2020 is the worst. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm going to not focus on the, the bad. I'm going to move on to, uh, well, more more bad, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> where you were going with that one. Yeah, I know. I, we just don't have much positivity here because there's a lot of players that I was pretty excited for in the fantasy football playoffs that I'm not sure I'm going to get to see perform. How about the 49ers? I really liked their upcoming schedule. Raheem Mostert has an ankle sprain. He's getting that checked out. And then we have Debo Samuel with a hamstring. Yeah, these are two players that I think their 2020 season could be over, especially Debo Samuel. You know, this is a guy who's barely played this year because if you recall early in the season, he was coming off of his foot surgery, finally got healthy, then aggravated that. 
Then he's out with a hamstring injury for several weeks. He comes back, plays a game or two, and he's back out with another hamstring injury. So, you know, it just looks like a scenario where Debo is probably not going to play again this year. I do think you can drop him if you absolutely need a roster spot because he's not going to play this week and he's not going to play next week. If you're playing in a week 17 format, maybe you get lucky and he comes back. But outside of that, it looks like Debo is done for this season. And then when you look at Raheem Mostert, he is a guy who has battled ankle injuries throughout his career, as well as just recently this season with that high ankle sprain. And right now, we don't know if that's specifically what's going on. It was kind of an under-the-radar type of injury this past week. But the reports out of San Francisco are that he is getting additional testing. He is going to get an MRI today on Tuesday and probably have the news for that either later tonight or tomorrow on Wednesday in regards to his availability. But I doubt we see him this week in Week 15. Well, I think that's uh, some of the more interesting news of the week because you've got a player like Jeff Wilson who's been doing well. He's got a nice uh, touchdown per touch rate. He's been that touchdown guy, even when he's gotten such limited work in that offense. Um, I think that we might have the potential for Jeff Wilson to be one of those guys that is on a lot of fantasy championship rosters. I know in my leagues where I have... Uh, proceeded to the semifinals. If he's available on waivers, he's probably going to be my priority this week, just because I, I believe in uh, you know the fact that we've seen Kyle Shanahan obviously get the run game going, even in the absence of a good passing offense. Not to mention, he did note that um, you know aside from this injury, he wants to focus his running back core on Raheem Mostert and on Jeff Wilson. So. He could be in for a really sneaky workload if we do see Raheem Mostert out. So I'm I'm pretty excited about Jeff Wilson. How are you? Oh, absolutely. In my leagues where I'm still alive, he's been the waiver claim for me already. I'm, I'm just waiting to see what happens here for Wednesday morning. I'll be anxiously waiting when I wake up to see if I got him or not. But yeah, like you said, he takes on Dallas this week. They are just atrocious on the run game. And then Arizona in week 16 is not a scary matchup either. And I do think if Raheem Mostert misses two games, Jeff Wilson could be a potential league winner here down the stretch. I love it. There's always one of those guys that emerges out of left field And you know what? We've already seen some nice production from uh, our guy here when he's on the field. Let's talk about another running back. Ronald Jones uh, fractured his pinky labeled day to day. And then just before we were recording, uh, got news that uh, what he's having surgery on that pinky. Yep, that's correct. Tuesday morning, we got the word that he is having surgery. And, you know, it does sound like a scenario that is scary. Of course, you hear the word surgery on a Tuesday and you say, how does this player play on a Sunday? And that's definitely is in the realm of possibility. But the issue with this is that it's hard to break down what's going on from an injury perspective, because it depends on where the fracture is in the pinky. You know, is the bone displaced? Is the surgery going to go into the joint? All these things that we can't really discuss because we don't have the information. But I do think right now, truly like Ronald Jones is a 50 50 Um, coin flip to play or not on Sunday. If he does play, I expect him to play with a splint or brace on his pinky. But the good news in regards to his availability and his effectiveness is that the pinky isn't really involved quite as much for gripping. So like ball security shouldn't be a huge issue for him if he's carrying the football. I will say in the passing game, it probably will affect him a bit. So more of a one dimensional type of guy this week, which, you know, last week we saw Leonard Fournette be a healthy scratch. So that was something that I was excited about was to see Ronald Jones potentially get an expanded role in the passing game. But this week, it looks like if he does play, that will not be happening. 
maybe uh, check out the the prop bets on whatever your preferred platform is. See uh, what that over under is for those Ronald Jones receptions. If he's active, uh, maybe maybe you smash the under there. I don't know. That like that it. sounds like something I could I could get on board with. Uh, how about Miami, another team that I, we've seen uh, just a carousel of injuries through the running back core. Uh, Tua's dealt with the the thumb, and then uh, we've got Devontae Parker now. It sounds like a possible hamstring or muscle strain. Um, what's going on with Devontae Parker? And, it, I mean, do we expect him back this year? And does it matter, even for fantasy purposes? That's the real question. You know, even if he's healthy, like with Tua, his splits obviously with Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Tua are drastic and they've been much, much worse with Tua. But in regards to his injury, it does sound like a muscle strain. I think it's a, a hamstring issue, but they're listing it as a leg injury. I didn't see anything on tape that made me definitively um, say that it's a hamstring versus quad or calf or whatever. But regardless, you know what the story is with these muscle strains, right? It's almost never one week absence. And if it is, the player is playing at less than 100%. So you combine those two factors. Now they're playing with Tua, a rookie quarterback against the Patriots, who their, their defense isn't great this year. But Bill Belichick is going to know how to confuse Tua. And let's not forget what else is going on in that wide receiver room, right? Like we have potentially no Devontae Parker, no Preston Williams, who's still on IR, um, but probably without Mike Kosicki with the shoulder injury, which we'll talk about next. All three of their top running backs are out as well this week. So there's a lot stacked up against Tua and the Dolphins this week. It's hard to get excited about anyone on that side of the football. Yikes. Uh, talk about throwing a dart. Uh, if you have to throw a dart on one guy to catch the most passes in Miami this week, who would you guess? Oh, that is tough. I think by like just default, like there's no one else there to catch the football. It'd have to be Lynn Bowden Jr., uh, the hybrid kind of running back wide receiver uh, in his rookie season. Here, he came out last week. He led the team in uh, routes and targets against Kansas City. So by default, he could just be the only guy left and to a hassle throwing the football. So <laughs> he would be the play if you absolutely had to, to take a dart throw in this matchup. It's worth noting, I actually do think that uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. is like dual eligible on uh, ESPN League. So you can play him as a running back or a wide receiver, uh, to my knowledge. So maybe look into that. That might be a sneaky option if you're hurting at running back uh, and you're in a PPR league. Maybe slot him in and uh, hope he catches like 16 balls for 10 or 12 <laughs> yards. Like, it, it, you know what? You, crazier things have happened. Uh, Let's talk about Mike Gusecki then. Right shoulder dislocation. Uh, are we projecting him back for the fantasy playoffs at all? I doubt it. You can kind of see when mm. he went down, it didn't look good. Like his his arm was straight out in front of him and the defender's body weight kind of hit the outside of his arm. And you could see him look really uncomfortable, immediately grabbed for his arm and then exited the locker room. The issue here is that we just don't know the size or the degree of the likely labral tear that is in that shoulder and essentially what that is it's a, a piece of cartilage that sort of helps to improve the stability and the congruency of the shoulder joint when it's torn in any contact sport obviously football fits that um, you almost have to have surgery like the redislocation rates are extremely high if you don't so at some point Mike Kosicki is probably going to get surgery on that shoulder they're still in the playoff hunt so maybe it's not yet this year maybe they try to put it off and put him in a harness and try to get through the 2020 season but I think for our purposes for fantasy football Mike Kosicki is definitely going to be out this week and then week 16 looks really ominous so I'm not sure we see him at all 
for the rest of the season for what we care about. But if you're looking at like playoff DFS or anything for week 17, monitor and see what the team decides to do. I think we'll get more information throughout the week. Do you have uh, any hope that uh, tight end Durham Smythe? I, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly because we don't talk about this player. Uh, any hopes that he could emerge as a relevant tight end this week? I highly doubt it. I mean, at this point, you know, it's, it's week 15, some fantasy semi semifinals. Like I could not fathom a scenario that I put him in my lineup. So <laughs> maybe a DFS dart throw, but that is the absolute only scenario. All right. Another tight end, Noah Fant uh, played just, I believe, five snaps uh, in Sunday's contest before leaving due to an illness uh, was eventually ruled out of the game. Uh, do we know what the illness is and it, do we have any idea whether or not this will impact uh, his availability next week? Yeah, it's hard to say at this point in time because the, the illness right now is being listed as a non-COVID related illness, which, you know, you definitely want to hear, especially this time of year with what's going on around our country. But it's hard to say specifically for Noah Fant. Um, it is worth mentioning as well. Their offensive lineman, Garrett Bowles, also battling an illness. So there's probably something going around that team and, and that locker room. But they do play on Saturday, so this is an important update for everyone. They play on Saturday uh, evening, and you know, being sick just six days before, hard to say like what his conditioning status will be or how he'll progress throughout the week. Obviously, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire scenario exists, like happened last week, where he was active and played a few snaps, but then couldn't actually do it. So, that yeah, it's hard hurt. to say. I think Noah Fant. Oh, it hurts so bad. Um, <laughs> but for Noah Fant, you know, we're, we're not going to know that right now on Tuesday. You'll have to see what happens throughout the week in practice. And then, of course, look for updates uh, Friday and Saturday before their game kicks off Saturday afternoon. Yeah, be sure to follow Bets at the Fantasy PT on Twitter. Um, how about Mike Williams, a wide receiver who has been uh, widely talked about on this podcast in particular with the injuries? Uh, he's been sort of like hobbled on the field, hobbled off the field. What's going on with him now? Listed with a back injury, uh, should we be concerned about his status for for week fifteen on a short week? Yeah, I think we should be, and that's the that's the key right there is that they play on Thursday night, and this injury happened on Sunday. Now on Mondays, whenever teams play on on Thursday night football, they release an injury report, but it's always an estimation based off what they think the player would do in practice because they don't actually have practice. Regardless, he was listed as a DNP on Monday in their estimation. But Mike Williams, it was so tricky because like the opening drive, I think he played three snaps on the day. The opening drive, I went back and watched uh, the game film to see if there was anything that happened. And there's a play where he's blocking for an Austin Eckler rushing attempt. And he sort of like kind of bends over in a funny way and then stands back up and like just grabs for his back. And then the camera pans away from him. So it's hard to see like specifically what's going on with this guy. But like you said, short week, he's got a back issue. Mike Williams is a guy who missed essentially his entire rookie season dealing with a disc injury in his lower back that resulted in referred leg pain and hamstring issues and that sort of thing. So it's not something to just sweep under the radar. I definitely think Mike Williams is in danger of missing this game. And if you're looking for, you know, if you're in a deep league or a dart throw type of guy for Thursday Night Football, Jalen Guyton played 83% of the snaps in relief for Mike Williams last week. Love it. Uh, and one more question regarding the Los Angeles Chargers. You mentioned that estimated practice report. Uh, another guy that popped up on that is wide receiver Keenan Allen. Any concern uh, was pulled from week 14 due to soreness. Not totally sure if this is actually, you know, a, uh, a thing we have to be worried about or should we uh, expect Keenan Allen to get his normal allotment of 25 to 30 targets this week? 
Yeah, as of right now, I'm not too concerned about what's going on with Keenan Allen. We probably need to watch more about what happens um, kind of throughout the week. But yeah, like you said, the report was kind of weird. It looked like they called it just soreness. But I'm seeing some reports that suggest it's maybe a minor hamstring issue. He did return and then kind of in the post-game conference like alluded that he took a big hit to his lower back as well. So it seems like there's kind of two separate things going on. Maybe a little bit of a back issue, maybe a little bit of a hamstring issue. As of now, on Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, I should say, at 1230 Eastern, I'm not concerned about his availability. But as we know, things can change quickly in the NFL. So we'll have to see what happens as the next couple of days progress. Let's imagine the feast that Austin Eckler would have in the absence of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, targets galore, I can only imagine. Um, anybody RB1 else? Oh, this week. Literally the <laughs> RB1. Um, anybody else you want to note uh, before we head into week 15, before we place those waiver claims? Yeah, I think there's a couple updates that we should get to real quick. Um, Julio Jones, a guy that we've talked about, it feels like every week on this podcast, yes. still not 100% with his hamstring issue. There was rumors last week before, um, or after we recorded, but before the, the week kicked off, that they were considering shutting him down for the season. So monitor kind of what happens as the week goes on here. Um, and then DK Metcalf tweaked his ankle last week. He came back in with the tape. I think he'll be fine. He'll be good to go for this week. And then AJ Brown, another name to monitor this week. I think we see him on the injury report. He seemed to aggravate his ankle sprain from two weeks ago last week. But again, I do think he can continue to battle through it and play, but just kind of monitor the practice reports, make sure he's good to go. But I think he will be. Love it. Thank you. As always, Bets. If you guys have any injury questions, be sure to reach out to him on Twitter at the fantasy PT. You can follow me, Kate, on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Stay tuned uh, on BallBlastFootball.com for any big updates on Betts' injury tracker. We're so lucky to have uh, such a, a excellent source of information here for our injury news and updates. Uh, please uh, subscribe, follow, check out the site, and uh, we'll see you guys later this week.